Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi, everybody. Before we get started, we just wanted to remind you that we have a live event coming up on October 30th at City Winery in New York City. We are super excited to see you all. Tickets are linked in our show description, and we hope to see you there. We hope to see you there in costume as well. I'm really excited to see what people come dressed as um, because it is the day before Halloween, so we want to get into the spirit. Yeah. And I think it's going to be so much fun, and I hope I hope that you come. We're so excited. It's going to be a fun time for Gilmore to say live. Live. If you're watching the podcast on YouTube today, you will notice that I am not featured in it because my video did not save. But it's still here for you to watch, so you can watch me talk to uh, a picture of me. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoy. Five, six, seven, eight. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Yay. Yay. <laughs> do, do, do. Yay. All right, here we go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Good Morning Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. I like completely dissociated there for a second. And I was like, what am I doing? Where what are, are we, we doing right now? We're doing a podcast. We are. I love it. Yay. We did the intro and everything. And you yeah. were just like, all right, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Signing well, I'm off. glad you're back. Here I am. Thanks. <laughs> so today is Roy Gilmore's birthday. Or is it actually today or is it just this week? It was on Sunday. My okay, birthday is great. I have no October idea what day 8th. it is. You don't know if we're doing a podcast and I have no idea what day it is. <laughs> Technically, it is not October 10th in yeah. our world right now, but That's today true. is October 10th. It and is. Rory's birthday is October 8th, which is on Sunday. Right. So we felt this was like a nice little continuation celebration of Rory. I hope that you laid in bed at 4.03 um, and yeah. recounted, maybe you watched the episode where Lorelai recounts her birth um, to celebrate. That's so sweet when she does that. That's one we of my favorite moments between the two of them. And then it makes it extra heartbreaking in season six. Oh, uh, yeah. When Madeline Albright does when it. When Madeline Albright does it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember when she passed. That was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, me too. Was that moment. And then when that guy makes fun of her in season four, because it, it was in Die Jerk, because was it in Die Jerk? Oh, gosh. No, it wasn't. It was when uh, Rory hears that rumor that someone's like that that guy that she asked out on a date is oh, like right. going around talking about this girl who like kept stalking him. And so she's really rude to him in the lecture hall. And he's like, hey, it's Madeline Albright. And yeah. I always <laughs> think of that line when oh I think gosh, of yeah. Madeline Albright. It's so funny. I should think of so many other things. And yet <laughs> that's what I think about. Perhaps. But like, you know. Gilmore minded here. This is where we are. <laughs> yeah. It's but true. I love when she wakes up from her dream and she said, I had a dream that Madeline Albright was my mother. And Logan goes, huh? Because huh. <laughs> it's like, what do you say? <laughs> yeah. What do you say to that? When someone wakes you up from their dream to tell you their dream, I would hate that. I would be yeah. so annoyed. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, OK, weirdo. Yeah. I had a weird I've been having weird dreams. I got to tell you, I've been having weird dreams like that. Last night, my mom moved to Norway. Really? Yeah. I told oh. her about it on the phone this morning and she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know one of a fact about me is my least favorite thing is when people tell me their dreams. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, let's move on. <laughs> let's uh, move on from that. <laughs> so you're Logan in this situation. Yeah. I'm like, huh. Huh. And then rolls over and goes back to sleep, even if they exactly. weren't sleeping in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely me. But it is sad. You're right. Because Lorelai looks at the clock. And it's 4.03. I know. And she doesn't get to do it. They both literally have that internal clock. Yeah. Which is so sad. Uh, but like yeah. also a representation of how connected they still are. I just, I also love the idea that Madeline Albright learned those lines. Like the exact ones from Rory's birthday parties in I season know. one. That's I love them. it. 
That's impressive. Yeah, it really is. It's so true. Anyway, so we're here to kind of celebrate Marie Gilmore. We're here to celebrate her in a way. Yeah, it is her birthday. So we decided we were going to do an episode about her. But this is actually not a decision that current us had. Our it first ever podcast episode, which if you have been listening already, you know that it was called Written in the Stars. We have talked about it and revisited it on Patreon. But our very first real episode because the trailer is what we already did, um, is was going to be this. It was going to be us talking about Rory on her birthday. And the idea was what it came from was, happy birthday, Rory Gilmore. Everybody hates you. I was so excited about that episode. <laughs> that was going to be our first episode. It's yeah. just so funny because now that I think about it, this is literally just hitting me now. Our first episode for Wits was going to be, happy birthday, Rory Gilmore. Everybody hates you. And our first episode of Gilmore to Say is Starcross Lovers and Other Reasons to Hate Dean Forrester. <laughs> it was just going to start with hatred. It was just going to start with hatred. I actually thought about that yesterday. But, like, I think it makes sense, though, because, like, our origins were TikTok. And, like, that's kind of where a lot of people go viral for hating. There's not a lot of viral for loving, mm-hmm. I would say, in terms of, like, Gilmore Girls on TikTok. That's true. Like, looking back on my TikToks, like, most of the ones that have gone viral are the ones that hate Rory Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah. Like that one where I like, it's the Hillary Duff. That's my life. Oh God, I love that one. That was like my most successful TikTok ever. And it's literally really? just disparaging worry. Yeah. <gasps> I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. I do also remember that one of your most disparaging ones was when you had that, <laughs> I loved this TikTok of you dressed up in your Chilton uniform, like of you were course. Paris working really hard and then cutting to Rory. And I just love that it's like Rory after school for some reason. Yeah, when she's like in Donna Reed and she's just yeah. got a can of something. Yeah, um, who's to say? A yeah. can of corn. Yeah, I think it was a can of corn in the video. Um, but yeah, I think that that makes sense that that's where that was coming from. Um, but two Fridays ago, we posted it on Patreon, the episode, like the original episode that we did. And it's not bad. It's but not bad. It's just not an episode <laughs> like it's well it's moreover that like and we say this in the episode we got so far away from ourselves yeah we were kind of all over the place like there wasn't really any like streamline of let's talk about Rory it started that way and then we started talking about all these other things so it's do. one of yeah that's just what we do but we didn't know that yet about each other because we didn't no. really know each other we didn't really know how to talk to each other it was and our second conversation that we were having because our first yeah. one was like the teaser episode that we already did mm-hmm. um and then <laughs> shutters <laughs> yes and so this one is like a slight improvement but it's still like the genuine second time we are communicating yeah for and sure. we just like didn't really know how to talk to each other which we've talked about before in relation to even our first episode on this podcast is that we like didn't have that rapport yet it's so serious like the episode uh yeah the original version of this it's yeah. so serious there's no and funny ha-has and for what <laughs> yeah and for I don't why know why we're talking about like a fictional character it's we just so funny about fiction but like we were very serious like we were reporting on the news <laughs> <laughs> hi tara how are you yeah <laughs> that will if you guys haven't oh. watched our extended cut of our first ever episode of Gilmore to say the Starcross lovers on YouTube I have never looked more disinterested in anything in my life than when I said hi Tara how are you (laughs) I looked like I like I did at the beginning of this one where I just dissociated (laughs) I remember that moment I remember you going hi Tara how are you and I was like fine I'm good (laughs) we've been talking for quite some time Oh, it was so funny. But a lot of that episode, our Wits episode, which was the only episode that we recorded, like a full episode, like Haley mentioned, we did the trailer and then we actually recorded a full episode. But that was the last of it. And there was a reason for that. And so we're really excited that we get to (laughs) actually see that through this year and do an episode called Happy Birthday, Rory Gilmore. Everybody hates you because everybody does hate her. Maybe not everybody, but like everybody finds a way to disparage her, including us. Yeah. And we started out this year, this season, season two of Gilmore to say, talking about Rory, kind of breaking her down. But the one thing we didn't do that we did do for Lorelai this year was we didn't roast her. Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm excited to get to that later. But we kind of wanted to start out by talking about Rory, her journey, 
especially because today we're celebrating her birthday. She celebrates yeah. two birthdays on this show. She does. Talking about where she came from, where she ended up. Um, but we wanted to kind of talk about her birthday in season one, her birthday in season six. What happened in between that made those like kind of two ends of the spectrum of Rory Gilmore? And then we're going to roast her a little. We are going to roast her. Um, but it is not us roasting her. It is y'all roasting her. It's true. We opened this up one. on our Instagram stories and boy, I've heard it's great, but I don't know yeah. any of the roasts. Haley hasn't yes. read any of them to me. So I'm yeah. excited to I hear read, them live. I read a couple of them, but then when I realized that they were like great, I was like, Tara, I have to keep all of these. Don't look <laughs> at this. I'm going to tell them to you because I feel like that's, that's just so much better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I love, I love being surprised on this show. Yeah. Just wait. <laughs> So let's start with season one, Rory's birthday. Oh, Rory's birthday parties. I love I that know. episode. What a good one. Wow. I mean, like, we get some of the most iconic moments between, like, Lorelai and Rory, Lorelai and Emily, Rory and Emily, Rory and Richard. I, I am an autumn. I love, I love that that's like a viral sound right now. And a lot of it people is. don't know where it is, where it's from, but it's from... Our autumn show, Gilmore Girls, of course. No, people don't know where it's from? Yeah, people are just using it because it's like, it's got like music in the background and it just says, I am an autumn. And they're just like putting, doing their little autumn things. And I'm like, it's so cute. But like, it's so cute. But do you know the origin story? Do you know? <laughs> so we important. also get Dean and Rory too. Oh, and that's like so bracelet. true. <gasps> You're right. I forgot about that. This is also kind of where like, the seedlings of Luke and Lorelai are planted. Yes, the Iceman. Emily's like, the Iceman looked at you in a way you that you really Porterhouse like. steak. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it. But it's it. such a great episode because you get two ends of the spectrum. She gets two birthday parties, as we know. You know, yeah. she gets the Emily version of her birthday party, which she is so absolutely miserable at. Yeah. And she gets the birthday party that she wants in Stars Hollow with like her chosen family, which I really yeah. love. Whereas in season six, she only gets one of those. I know. She only gets the Emily party, but she wants the Stars Hollow one, like deep down. Do you think she wants that? Yeah. You don't think she does? Let's talk about it when we get there. Okay. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. But as we're talking about the season one birthday parties, of course, like that's the episode that I prefer. I know you're a season six girly. I'm an early yeah. season girly. But the party, though, I do prefer her birthday party in season one. But as an episode, I like 21 is the loneliest number better. Really? Yeah. I, I, for me, it's it's always going to yeah. be season it one. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. yeah, it's just so classic. And I love the way that it kind of starts out with Lorelai being like, hey, you know, is is there any chance that maybe we could get out of dinner on Friday because it's Rory's birthday? And she actually, like, as the episode goes on, starts to feel like her mom is making a concerted effort to, like, yeah, make this party something Rory actually wants instead of making her own choices when all along all she's doing is making her own choices. And it's starting to get under Rory's skin, but she can't talk about it with her mom. Like, I yeah. love the way that that conflict is kind of woven into the entire story instead of it being this standard conflict that we're used to getting with the Gilmore girls right away. Yeah. Like you would have thought that it would have been a situation where like <laughs> Lorelai's like, mom, I really want to throw Rory at this party. And it's like, no, I want to do this my way, period. End of story. And there's just like contentious energy the entire episode. And instead yeah. it's less that. And it's more Lorelai almost having this hope that her mom is starting to change a little bit, which... Is this the pudding episode? Yes. Because, like, that's when, like, we really... That's really when we get, like, the Rory isn't going to tell Lorelai everything. Like, the seeds are planted there that she's keeping things from her to, like... And, like, it's happened a couple of episodes before. But, like, she's not telling her that all of her Chilton friends have been invited because of the pudding. Mm-hmm. And also, this is when she hides... Dean. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much hiding. Because the episode ends with Lorelai looking out the window and seeing Dean give Rory the bracelet and he holds her hand. That's really sweet. <laughs> That's very nice of you to say, Tara. But Lorelai has this moment of like, my daughter isn't telling me everything. And yeah. the next episode, of course, is kiss and tell. Of course. Yeah. It's just interesting the way that that plays out and the mother-daughter relationships and the secrecy and everything that is, like I said, woven into the episode, I think is just so gorgeous. I love that conflict. I love that when Emily arrives at Lorelai's house and she's like, I, I don't know my daughter at all. 
Yeah. And then Lorelai has this moment at the end where she sees Rory making choices that she hasn't told her about. And she's like, I don't know my daughter at all. Yeah. You know, oh, it's just so good. It's one of my like more preferred episodes of season one. Definitely. Um, because I know that they're still trying to find their footing in that season. Yeah. God, is it good. But it's also like such a good townies moment when they're all sitting in the living room and that like dive for the hug. And yeah. The with her face on it. And we got like a little bit of Babette and Maury and Patty, Patty. Is talking to Emily and Richard. Um, and you just like kind of see them all you know, come together and like Lane keeps Rory from catching on fire when she's blowing out her Yeah, she does. Suki comes in and she, this is when Suki and Emily meet. Yeah. And she's like, what's a Suki? <laughs> but this yeah. is when she starts to develop that respect for Suki as a chef because Suki makes all this food. Yeah. And then Luke shows up with the ice. The ice and man. it's just, the ice man cometh, if you it's will. a great townies episode but it's also a great like friday night dinner family chilton episode it's got everything in it it's got everything yeah. you could ever want that kind of encompasses gilmore girls and stars hollow and like that other yeah. life in hartford and it melds it into one episode really beautifully i think yeah it has everything you could ever want except for logan huntsberger <laughs> which we get in season six so by the yeah. time we get to season six of course lorelei and Bray aren't speaking which i think is a huge reason yeah. why i don't love the episode of i course. also just find the episode a little uncomfortable once you get to Rory's actual party, like Zach being there with Lane. I mean, that relationship is one that <laughs> a lot of us are just like, okay. When he turns to Logan and he's like, so you're really rich. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Zach, get out of here. It's just Truth. like the energy is so uncomfortable. Yeah, it really is. The planning of it is kind of uncomfortable. But the reason that I said before that I don't know if Rory was really longing for that Star's Hollow birthday party is because like, I don't know, now that I say it, it's not that I like put the words back in my mouth. It's moreover <laughs> that like unsay things. You can't unsay <laughs> things. You can't yeah, put words back, put in, your back in your mouth. But I I just feel like it's one of those situations for me where I'm like, if she wanted it, she would have had it. Like, yes, she invites Lane, what? who's from what Stars Hollow. Like, if she wanted that kind of birthday party, she could have had that birthday party. She chose to. See, I think that that's the thing. It's like, I think she, like, in that moment, she's, like, at the point when she's, like, wanting the circumstances to be different. Like, I think that, like, she wishes that she could be with her mom and that this is not how things have played out. But, like, I also just think it's, like, I don't think she knows how she wanted things to play out mm. other than like she wishes she could be in a place where she was at her mom's house and her mom was throwing her 21st birthday before they went to Atlantic City. Yeah. And like she just wishes she could have that, but she doesn't know what the path could have been to get there and how the but like the path is back. Um, yeah. She's like so apathetic towards the Emily party, which is like almost the same as the first party where it's like Emily's just inviting people and like Rory's giving her like opinions kind of but when they're sitting at the table planning it it's all Emily it's all what yeah. Emily would have wanted and Rory's just like sure let's eat this cake like she's just sitting there trying the cakes and she's like that's fine but it's still mostly Emily trying to plan a party that Rory might like and like she's gotten to know her better than season one but it's still Definitely. an Emily Gilmore party yeah yeah, no, I, I can I can see that. I just wish that maybe when her mom did show up, she'd showed a little more enthusiasm. Oh, I don't know. So I understand why she didn't. It's just so sad to watch because she's just kind of like, hey, <gasps> yeah. do you get a chocolate box? But when she walks around the corner and she sees her walk in, because the only person that she wants to come is her mom. Like, she's just, that's who she's waiting to show up. And when she, like, walks around the corner and there she is, it's like, I know. Like to the heart. Because like that's all that's all she wanted. Yeah. Was her mom to be there. And I like know. she doesn't want this party. She doesn't want a tiered cake. She wants a cake with her face on it. She wants 21 guys numbers with her mom and drinking 21 drinks while she plays 21. You know? Yeah. Which she eventually gets. And I love that for her. I know that we're like nearing on the time when we're like about to round the corner into her really coming home no pun intended yeah. like coming home to herself and to her mom but yeah it's just um I don't know for me it's just such a testament to like where Rory lands and kind of her journey from season one to season six of course is so vast and has so many yeah. twists and turns and we break a lot of that down in our episodes talking about Rory earlier this year yeah. but I think like the major milestones of why a lot of people 
by the time we get to season six and we get to her birthday party, they're not rooting for her anymore or because of the choices that she's made along yeah. the way. Like, I th- I think they're not rooting for her, but I think they're rooting for them, like Rory and Lorelai. Like, oh, they're yeah, rooting 100%. for them to get back together. Yeah. But I don't think we're – I don't think anyone is necessarily rooting for Rory. I am to some degree. Like, I want yeah. her to get back where she was, like, get back there. Yeah, but- yeah, of course. But do we want that for Rory or do we want that for Lorelai? Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, including beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, and more. And as you all know, I love shopping through the Rakuten app. Every time I shop online, I always start there to see what the cashback deals are. It's incredibly user-friendly, membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. The best part is you can maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals because the app lets you know what the store sales and coupons are at your favorite places to shop. Speaking of favorite places to shop, I love shopping Anthropology's post-holiday sale where they put their clearance on clearance. This year, not only did I get savings on top of savings, but I also got cash back by shopping their sale through Rakuten. Cashback rates are changing daily, so make sure that you check their site or your app to snag the best deals. Start all of your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app like me to start your saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my desk recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tacovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tacovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tacovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. I think I want it for Rory, but I think that the answer might vary. Mm-hmm. Because like, I think it's an interesting thought to like for the characters it's a really scary thought for like real life that like the only reason that like you would want someone's daughter to get back to a good place is so that it would like help their mom to be happy again yeah 
But I mean, I think it's an interesting thought for a TV show, though. But yeah, I mean, I think I want it for Rory as well. Because this isn't her. I guess I'm still rooting for her. Yeah. I guess I am. But like, I think the worst. To. <laughs> I, no, I know. I just like, I'm trying to her? kind of like figure out She's where I'm real? where I'm sitting on that. It's like, yeah. I want the two of them to get back together because that's the heart of the show. Right. Yeah. But like at this point, I'm wondering if the audience has given up on Rory. I think that her birthday party is a really interesting moment to look at that because up until this point, she's like, you know, I don't think that anyone likes where she's going. But when we come to her birthday party, we are revisiting all of those moments that like feel like uh we want those back for her. Like when Paris says she's the editor of the Yale Daily News mm. and Lorelai watches Rory learn this, you're like, oh, I want that for Rory. And then when Lorelai walks in, you're like, oh my gosh, I want that for Rory. And so when the party's happening, you're like, I don't want this for Rory. Mm. So I think it's like an interesting sort of moment to like assess all of these things because it's like, if you're going to root for like Rory in this phase of her life, I think that maybe the only place you might do it is at her birthday party when yeah. she's like reached this point where I think she's about to tip over the scale. She's about to get yelled at by Jess, but she's like primed for it a little bit. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Cause she's coming off of this reminder of everything that she has had in the past, everything yeah. in her life that has been a constant, like for a lot of us, especially when we're close with our parents, like we expect to see them on our birthday, talk to them on our birthday, you know, yeah. like have those, share those milestones with them. And so she's so used to having that foundation and the town that basically treats her like their own as well. Yeah. And that's just kind of lost. I think yeah. what was also missing from that episode is that like, I don't remember and I haven't watched the episode in a while. But I think the thing that I love about this episode versus the other one is like, I think the reason that you don't like it, which is like the uncomfortableness yeah, and course. like the melancholy nature of it mm -hmm. and like the kind of heartbreaking scenes of when they're like talking and then like Logan and Lane completely out of character come and like grab her. That to me is the weirdest <laughs> moment. Like the weirdest right? moment for me is like, happy birthday. And they're just like, <laughs> they just drag they just her, grab away. her and take her the, away from her the mother. Two, the two people Lane? who are like completely aware of the situation who like, know that her talking to her mom at her birthday is going to be like so big they're like let's drag her away from this moment great for television sure. but i don't think that either of those people would have done that it's just the, it's just the intrusion of happy birthday and they're just like grabbing her and pulling her over i'm like guys and she's just like swiping her hair back and forth and just smiling but she never looks back at lorelei who's just I, like that's what also bothers me and that's what also makes me feel sad and makes me feel kind of like it's so perfect. Is though. this the <laughs> is this the birthday that you wanted? Because like your mom is literally here and yeah. you're almost treating her like a stranger, which right now she kind of she is. is. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I just can't imagine that. I think they were like on the precipice of something because she was like, I'm on the renovation diet. Uh, like I got a dog. And they're just talking, and I think. Oh she my god, realizes. I love the moment where she's like, "I got a dog." Oh no! Like, where yeah. he's like, "Oh my god," she's like, "What? No, yeah. I take care of him." <laughs> yeah, and I think that they're like getting there, and I think that like as much as I'm like, "Why did you guys do that?" Like the interruption of that moment, it had like, to happen. Oh, it's great because like, it was too close to things being good. Um, I had to step back just a second. So that Jess Mariano could make his entrance. <laughs> but I just, I love, I love how sad she's standing there watching everything happening while she's there. Almost not a part of it. Which she yeah. recognizes that she's not a part of this life that she has started in the last six, seven episodes. <laughs> this is also kind of to parallel the last birthday party. This is when Emily finds out she's engaged. And it's not a direct parallel in that like, you know, Obviously, in season two, episode one is where Emily finds out that Lorelai and Max are engaged. But at Rory's birthday party in Stars Hollow, that's when she found out that she broke her leg. She sees Ooh. that picture and she's like, when did this happen? And that's when she gets in the car with Richard and she's like, I don't know my daughter at all. Yeah. It also is when what we were talking about is like she is like the whole thing with Luke. Like she's like, you like him. Like he looked at you like a porterhouse steak and now they're engaged. Now they're engaged. Birthday party. I know. Is this also where Richard is like 
in Close his up study. In the study. Yes, and he's he like, was like, I built her a sex house, <laughs> right. forty thousand dollars sex house. He said that. Yeah, yeah. So like, he's really kind of having a revelation, which I don't know that he necessarily does in season one. I don't think they developed Richard's character into what it was. Yeah. No, but I love that there are kind of these like familial conflicts that still kind of rest in a parallel place yeah. with each other, even though obviously the circumstances are so different. No, I just love that it's like the constant reminder that this is like a generational show, mm-hmm. that like this is as much about Rory and Lorelai as it is about Emily. And in the later part about Richard and like his connection to Rory and how he feels like responsible because he is the one that opened the door. And Rory's like, everything's falling apart. Cry, cry, cry. Yeah. Um, which I have a roast about that later. Um, <laughs> but he was the one that he was the one that brought her in. He yeah. was the one that probably presented her to Emily. And now he's the one that's like, hey, she's got a party out here. He knows this is wrong. He probably is remembering the Star's Hollow party. He's probably like, that's where she should be. She mm. should be at Yale. She should be having a party that you threw for her. And I wonder, I wonder if that's true. I said that, but I wonder if that's actually the case. Yeah, I don't know if he necessarily thought that deeply about it. Yeah, but I thought that deeply, Richard. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> no, I think it's more over that like he's finally like the splash of cold water to the face has happened and Emily's still in denial. Yeah, because he already in, returned the dollhouse. Right. I think that it's so interesting to see how much has changed and yet how much has not changed. How much yeah. everything is still the same. Emily's still in denial that like Rory wants this and that she's in a better place in their care in the same way that she felt that she basically felt that way in season one, just in a much more benign way. It's like, I'm going to throw her an amazing birthday party and invite all these people she doesn't know. They're her schoolmates, Lorelai. You know, like she thinks she knows what's best when in actuality she doesn't. Yeah. What's interesting is that in the first birthday party the 16th birthday party emily's invited and she doesn't want to go but she was like there's a 16 year old in my car who's going to be really disappointed if you don't come yeah and then lorelei is that person in the season six wow sad wow i didn't think about that little role reversal there it would have been very interesting if emily had been the one to call (gasps) lorelei but the oh reason that Lorelai didn't want to come is because she thought Emily was the one who sent the invitation. Yeah. It wasn't until Rory was like angry and called. She was like, I didn't know it was from you. Yeah. Who do you think sent it? The invitation fairy? <laughs> that line always bothers me. It's that and the happy birthday. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what is it that Luke says? It's like, she yelled at me. She, because I think she said hell. Um, she said hell and she yelled at me. <laughs> Rory said, Rory yelled, and she said, help. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that Lorelai goes, but she called. Yeah. I also like that. I like that Luke has a little present for her that's, like, separate from it to, like, really show that, like, in the first one, he, like, shows up with ice because he knows that, like, Lorelai probably didn't think of that, and he's, like, taking care of them. And in this one, it's, like, he knows that they're on the outs. He knows things are bad, but he still brought her a little present. Yeah. Totally. So nice, Luke. I know. But I will say that, like, despite the fact that I prefer season one's episode, I think if season six had been reminiscent of that episode, it would have been redundant. Like, we needed something that was, like, full of conflict and could kind of, like, Mm -hmm. juxtapose these two episodes up against each other and be like, oh, my God, look at where we started and look at where we are. Like I said, so much has changed and yet nothing has changed at all. But the ways in which things have changed is so stark and makes for such delicious conflict and i love that like i think it's so cool that we get two of her birthday episodes because i feel like series don't really do that no where like each character will kind of get like their own little birthday moment emily never gets a birthday moment i will Mm -mm. say but she's the only one of the gilmores who doesn't right we have richard we have lorelei we get logan's birthday do we get luke's birthday no I don't think so. But like we get two Rory's and I feel like that's kind of rare. But like I love that they did her birthday in season six to kind of like juxtapose the two Rory's that everyone kind of talks about. Mm-hmm. I think maybe people talk about Yale Rory. So that's like there's like a full two seasons before her life kind of falls apart. Bangs Rory, if you will, versus short hair Rory. <laughs> yeah. And we broke all of those down in our yeah. earlier episodes this year. I think it's called um, Rory Rory where we mm-hmm. did her eras like we did with Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Um but 
Yeah, I just love that we get that from the show and we get to have this like really exciting, fun, like birthday episode where it's like a little bit sad with Emily, but then we get like full, sad, heartbreaking, melancholy birthday, which is my preference. <laughs> yeah, of course. As we know. <laughs> also loves the there. conflict. I know. But let's move on to the roast because that's the most exciting part for me, honestly. Yeah. yeah. There's um, so like there's a mix of them. There's a mix of ones that are just like, so mean there's a mix of ones that are like funny and like play on words and like boom roasted vibes um okay. and then there's some of them that i'm like is that a roast because that applies to me too Uh oh, oh <laughs> um, no i will start with the toast we got okay two let's start with two toasts because we didn't really toast to her no at toast all. to the reader girly that we love so much yeah um, we do Post. love her. There yes. are moments where we love her. I was still, I was rooting for her in season six, like to we get were back all to rooting for you. <laughs> where she was. Yeah, Tyra Banks, <laughs> for sure. Um, but I think that like season one, I adored her. And like, I just felt like she had so much potential. And yeah. Are you I, like one of the like one, two, three, where you're like, love this Rory, love who she like is becoming and then. It's, you know, <laughs> the the thing is, before we move on to the roasts or and okay. the toasts, I do think that something that people fail to remember a lot with Rory is that she's a person, like a human being. She's she's written to be the kind of person that does have a ton of potential and is mm -hmm. told their entire life they can do anything. And then, yeah. unfortunately, like falls flat in some ways yeah and that's okay we have to give people agency to be that way there's a roast that's kind of like that and I want your thoughts on it because I okay. think that a lot of these feelings that you have as I go through the roast you're going to be like huh hmm. is that a roast or is she a person exactly. well she's not a real person she exactly. is fictional so like there were some that were like a little bit too intense to be read out loud so I did not include those okay but in okay. terms of the toasts someone said Rory is my little queen, and I'm so sorry, but I really hate Dean. Um, I oh, just loved that she. Was I love my a rhyme. Queen. Um, they also said maybe Dean got Rory a car, but he if he had been my boyfriend, I would have left him in a bar. Um, <laughs> and the second one, they loved the little rhyme, but the second one is I love to hate her, but she is realistic. Um, and that's the extent of the positive ones. <laughs> well, <laughs> we did ask for roasts. No to more. Be fair. It's fair. We, did. we didn't we did ask for toasts. So yeah. I want to start with one that says, happy birthday. I'm afraid to say anything bad about you in case you steal another yacht. <laughs> That's brilliant. Perfect. That one was honestly the best one. And I was like, that's where we'll I, start. I love it. Wow. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Um, I'm. There's like a couple of them that were like boom roasted and like Michael Scott roast style. It says, Rory's coffee breath is so bad, Starbucks wrote a cease and desist. Boom, roasted. Wow. <laughs> Someone said, it's okay to be naive as a kid, but not as an adult. Hmm. Do you think Rory's naive? Yes, I do. I, But I, I kind of disagree. Like, it's okay to be naive as a kid, but it's not okay to be naive as an adult. Like, there are certain things you're going to be naive to, even as an adult. Like, I think it's more of, like, a self-awareness is, sure. like, key. Um. Maybe that's what she's lacking. Yeah, sure. No, I totally agree with that. The opposite of a redemption arc is Rory Gilmore's character arc. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting the direction that they take her character in because it's definitely not a redemption arc. And I think it's that's not. what we were hoping for. Like in season six, we feel like she reaches rock bottom. We see her at this birthday party. She's about mm -hmm. to reunite with her mom. Jess yells at her. She finally comes back into herself. Only to kind of let us down later, you know? And that's so hard because it's like, where would she have gone in like a true season seven? Because um, like nothing happened to her then. Like it felt like she was like fighting so hard to get uh, like that internship at the paper or the job or whatever it was at the Stanford Eagles Gazette. Mm -hmm. Never went back there. Mm. Nothing ever happened. <laughs> I know. And then when we get to the re revival, it's like. Well, yeah, going back. Um, <laughs> truly. Um, she wanted to be a reporter, but she made her mom answer the phone when the Harvard guy called. Um, I think that yeah. they mean Bruce Springsteen's cousin. What's yeah. his name? Uh, Darren. Darren, Darren Springsteen. Springsteen. The thing about Rory, though, is that like that was such a trope of season three of the first three seasons was that like 
she was going to be a journalist, but she was so shy. Yeah. And she was so kind of like meek in a lot of ways that it was like, like Jess even speaks that he's like, I don't know. It just seems too rough for you. And she's like, well, I hope yeah. it's not too rough for me. And I'm like, baby girl. Yeah. Okay, Jess. You want to even break up with your boyfriend. <laughs> you want to even break up with your boyfriend who like you're admittedly very comfortable with, but like you clearly yeah. are having feelings for another guy. Like where's your bravery? And that's not a criticism. Like I probably would have been the same way. It happened. <laughs> so but like, asked, do you think like Christian and Amupor or like Anderson Cooper, do you think that they're comfortable breaking up with their boyfriends? I don't know. That's true. <laughs> We're really just getting a glimpse of her personal life. That doesn't necessarily yeah. have to apply to her professional life. But in right? general, like she's just a very shy, like she doesn't really take the reins. Yeah. Well, someone else says that she gets nervous for everything. And I was like, is that a roast? Because like, same. <laughs> That's not really a roast. I don't think it's I a roast. I'm, about a lot of I stuff. I know. I was I was like, why would you write that about me? <laughs> <laughs> like we have our live event coming up and I was like, I'm I'm nervous. Yeah. Is, and then I read that. I was like, not going to tell this person that. <laughs> yeah. So that I, I don't know. Some of them I'm like, a roast. that's um, that's me. So, <laughs> so maybe, sh- maybe not. Um, okay. So then someone said she's the pick me girl blueprint. Ooh, fully. I think like to some degree, but like, I don't think she's like, yeah, like I, I get what you're saying. Like she, she is one of those girls who's like, I'm not like other girls and she's not, and but she's like not. she leans into that really hard. But I think she was like one of those people who like, she was like the beginning of I'm not like other girls mm. in like a comfortable way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. she's a comfy, cozy girl. Like, but I think that in some ways she can be a pick me girl. But I don't think in like the definition of like how we would normally do a pick me girl. Because I feel like not in like the classic trope of a pick me girl. Who words like I feel like pick me girls are more so going for like like boys is kind of like the way that I see it. Totally. I will say that someone um, we posted on our Instagram the video of me crying to. Um, it's not so scary anymore. Um, and I commented on it and said, oh, she's so dramatic to my own video. Um, and someone was like, oh, such a pick me girl that like you're trying to be like not like other girls. And I'm like, it's me in the video. <laughs> Calm down. So I think it's like to that, like you're trying to be different. But I don't I don't know. I don't I don't see it so much. Mm. Um, this one actually made me kind of sad. But she said, I just started university and I understand why Rory dropped out of Yale. Oh. Like, I don't know who that was a roast for. That wasn't really a roast. <laughs> Is that a roast for you? <laughs> for yeah, you it's yourself? hard. School can be hard. Yeah. There was, there was a similar one that someone said, how, how did she think she could work that much and never burn out? And I was like, I don't th- again, I don't think that's a roast necessarily. Like, I think that that's more of like a question. Yeah. <laughs> that's a question for her. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's not really a roast. Maybe it's a roast about her confidence, like her being overly confident in her abilities. Like, how did she actually think she was going to pull that off kind of a thing? But yeah, I don't know. I think some of them I'm like, huh. But like, I thought it was like an interesting thought. Yeah, for sure. Um, This next one. Girls, stop playing with taken men and figure your shit out. (laughs) Correct. I mean, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Can I tell you? (laughs) So, um. We haven't met them yet. We're about to meet them at FanFest this upcoming week. Um, but Stacy and Brian, who host the Gilmore Slayer podcast, yeah. uh, one of their videos, they're watching the revival. And Stacy told me, I think she told you this. Maybe she told you this, too, um, that by the time they are done this week, like by the time they go to FanFest, they will have finished the revival. Oh, really? No, she didn't say that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because Brian didn't go with her last year because he hadn't finished the series oh, yet. Oh, right. Yeah, she so- did say that. <laughs> I was watching like a video of theirs came up on my feed and it was the two of them. It was like a reel of them commenting on a year in the life. I believe uh-huh. it was, it must have been winter because Rory is at Logan's place. Mm, it's the right. first time that we see him. And um, <laughs> Stacy's like, oh, I just was thinking that maybe I would like stay a little bit longer and... <laughs> She's like, and then Logan's like, no, sorry, the old lady's coming to town. And then <laughs> Brian goes, like in Rory's voice, he goes, that's okay. I'll just go see what Dean is up to. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. That's okay. I'll just go see what Dean's up to. Because like that really is, that's Rory. Like Rory, Rory. is 
if like she's got to have somebody lined up. She loves a taken man. She loves a taken yeah. man. That's what we were saying in the anniversary episode of like, <laughs> always have your next relationship lined up before this one is over. It's so true. It's maybe true. Should, maybe we should just pop over and see little Dean who has four kids now. Yeah. And it seems like he, <laughs> I would hope he wouldn't make the same mistake twice. But. Yeah. I could see it for him though. <laughs> oh my gosh i sure can too (laughs) um but yeah uh figure your shit out that's what they said i love that that feels like more advice (laughs) yeah (laughs) some advice for rory um your bangs are the most memorable thing about you (laughs) that is a roast there's a lot of haircut ones which um this one applies to season four when she cut her hair she cut her brain Yep. (laughs) We got her. Just cut her right off. (laughs) That that is so good. It's a good one. Um Like how do you cut her how do you cut your brain? I don't know. With scissors. Oh, that really got me. Yeah, we got got you good. good. Wow. (laughs) I hope I have some more like that. (laughs) I don't know why it's just the way it's phrased. When she cut her hair, she cut her brain. (laughs) That's what they said. (laughs) I wish I had written your name next to this because I would love to um, give you you the the credit. Yeah. Well, I think you know who you are, though. Personally, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I needed Um, that. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Another one in the similar style is for someone who spends a lot of time reading, she sure fails to read the room. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know. Rory's Rory can read the room. I think it depends on what's going on. Because um, in a similar one, she said she calls Lindsay selfish and then says, "I hope I didn't hurt her feelings when she overhears it." So it's like Rory, <laughs> correct? That's fair. I you mean, to be did. fair. She didn't know Lindsay was in the room. No, you know? she didn't. But then later she was like, I hope I didn't hurt her feelings. You did. Of course you fucking <laughs> you hurt her feelings. You were being mean. <laughs> it's not even that you hurt her feelings. You pissed her off. Yeah. I would feel the same, Lindsay. She does hate you. And you haven't even slept with her husband yet. Yeah. We haven't even reached that point yet. <laughs> in all capital letters, someone said, no one reads the dictionary. <laughs> Yeah, facts. True. That's true. Who just reads the dictionary? <laughs> right? Rory, I guess. She's really excited to learn yeah. some words. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. She can find a narrative in there, I suppose. Um, this one is, do you hear that? It's the sound of Dean, Jess, and Logan leaving you. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Dean never left. Let's. Well, he did. He, he did. did the first he yelled. He yelled. Left. Uh, Jess. I guess he did. He did leave. Jess definitely left. Um, Logan also left. Then he came back and then she rejected him. And then he came back again. I feel like (laughs) with the exception of Jess, a lot of the reasons why these guys left were because of rejection. Dean left as a result of Rory rejecting him the first time, the second time. And he felt the third time. Right. Yeah. Jess didn't leave because Rory rejected him. Jess left because he had a lot of other shit going on. He had stuff. (laughs) Yeah, he had stuff. Um, Logan left as a result of Rory rejecting him. I feel like it was less of like a rejection. Are we talking about the Valalenkas or? No, I'm talking about the proposal. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, that is classic leaving because of rejection. She literally 
rejected his proposal. Yeah. So um, but, but they did all leave. Yeah, they all they all left. <laughs> That's Fair. the sound of them leaving. Valid. That is the sound of them leaving. Yeah. Um, as Hunter would say, you won't steal the cocoa puffs, but you will steal the yacht and the man and the man <laughs> and all the men. Um, she was always doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> I don't really like entirely know what that meant, but I was like, yeah, she kind of was always doing nothing. Sure. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I agree so much, but she was, I think it means like she was kind of boring. Yeah. Unless she, but was, she was always doing something. That's yeah. That's true. Yeah. I feel like she was always doing something. Like, if nothing else, Rory was a hard worker. Yeah, she was. She, privileged, yes, but a hard worker. I love giving her compliments on her birthday. <laughs> um, because this one is not. Um, Lorelai is funnier and has better comebacks. Rory wanted to be Lorelai, but never could. She would only ever be a Rory. Like, she would never live up to her Lorelai name. I don't know that that's necessarily a roast. It is mean, but, like, I think that... It's okay that she never lived up to being exactly like her mom. Yeah. I think it's more less about being exactly like her and more of like she wanted to emulate her. Yeah. Be like her. Like, I think that maybe Lorelai has a little bit stronger morals. And she was For sure. She did have better comebacks. Oh, 100%. She's my yeah. favorite character. She but is. I don't know. Yes, like mother, like daughter, but I don't think that was necessarily in the entire personality. I think it was maybe in like the redundancy of their journeys. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I do think that like Lorelai is a better person, maybe is where that was going, um, which I do agree with, admittedly. I agree. Judging, judging from the mistakes that Rory had made. Mm. Um, someone submitted a photo of Miley Cyrus from like 10 years ago. Um, okay. I, I showed you that. Um, I don't know if that means something. I don't know if we're a little bit too old to know why. <laughs> like, Do is you that think it's like a right wrecking now? ball reference? Could be. She does kind old. of come in like a wrecking ball. It was like Hannah Montana era. era. So thank you so much for that one. We don't love a throwback. It. <laughs> I don't get it, but thanks. I don't get it, but I'm really excited to have Maybe seen it. Maybe they just wanted it. to share that with us. Perhaps. I hope that if that was something that we should know, that was like a reference to something that someone will tell us. Our editor might know. <laughs> Our Gen Z queen. I hope so. Um, yeah. Um, love Rory, but how did she pull all these men? Dot, dot, dot. You know, we've talked about that, that we're like, yeah, what is so special about her? Like the entire she series, reads. they're like, she's so special, you know, Rory's Rory special. special. Like stop yeah. eating the pay special. No, like she's special. But yeah. it's like, yeah, she's smart. She's smart. She's pretty. She's beautiful. She, um, she is fun funny. Like she yeah. like despite what our most recent one of our most recent roasts just said, she is funny. She has moments. Yeah. She's yeah. well read. She's like. She's got a lot of knowledge surrounding pop culture. Like, there are definitely a lot of positive attributes to Rory. Yeah. I think that it's interesting that people would see someone who's maybe, like, quieter than, like, Lorelai, who is, like, very boisterous and loud. And it's, like, she's beautiful and hilarious. And, like, it would just make sense that, you know, there would be a ton of men in her life. And that it's interesting that they're, like, how does Rory, quiet Rory, pull all these men? Like, she's funny and she's pretty and she can carry on a good conversation and she's smart and she's well-read. And I'm, like... I think it's more over, like, we honestly raised this question, I think, in Men of Questionable Taste, which was, like, one of our early oh, episodes in 2022. Like, why is everybody in love with her, like, infatuated with her? That's really what the question is. It's like, I get how she's able to catch all these men. How was she able to, like, keep them literally That's the, that is what it on, is. on a string? Yeah. How does she pull them along? How Constantly. is it everyone is still like Jess looking through the window, Logan having an affair when he's engaged, Dean showing up at the market and being like, hey, <laughs> Dean, like leaving his wife for her. Yeah. And then you know, ultimately end the original things series. ending. Logan being a boyfriend boy now because yeah. of her. Because he can't lose her. Jess left. But he came back and was like, let's run away together. Yeah. Right this I love you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And Marty, that's the question. It's Marty. just like, why? Oh. Why is every boy in love with Rory Gilmore? Except that's really for the what it laundry is. room boy. Mm, that's and true. And you're an immense guy. 
That one was not Rory's best work, though, admittedly. No, I get that one. No. But I think that's more the question is like not how she can like pull in all these guys. It's like how does she keep, keep them, them under some sort of spell? Yeah. And what is the spell? And could we learn it? Can we have it, please? <laughs> can you share? Please share. It's like a recipe. Do we need a lock of their hair? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is Halloween. It's spooky time. Oh, it is spooky time. Let's do the Rory Gilmore spell. Um, someone said, this is one from earlier that I was talking about. Someone said she lacked, um, am- or like she had a lot of ambition, but she didn't reach her potential. And I was like, that's not a roast. That's not that's, a roast. That's, that's like actually a really rude thing to say about someone. Because <laughs> it's like, how many of your friends do you know that when they were like 16, 17, 18 had dreams for themselves or even like your friends when they were 25 who were like 30 now who like had different ideas about what their life was going to be and that didn't work out for them are you now looking at them there was like you had a lot of ambition but you didn't live up to your potential so I hate you now and I'm gonna roast you with your failure yeah I mean (laughs) it's I think it's less about that and I think maybe I need to amend something that I said earlier about like were we still rooting for Rory by the time she got to season six because she had so much potential and didn't like wasn't living up to it it's less about that it's less about like her potential as like a journalist her potential in school it's more about her potential as a person because kind of taking it back to what you know one of the earlier comments was about her never living up to Lorelai and us talking about how Lorelai is a very good person made some mistakes along the way of course but like kind of as a whole, a better person than her daughter kind of turns out to be because of the choices yeah. that she makes. Mistakes she makes, yeah. And like we shouldn't necessarily be defined by the mistakes we make. No. So long as we learn from them. And that I think is the reason why yeah. everybody gets down on Rory Gilmore is because she never yeah. quite learns from her mistakes. In the revival, we still see her being like, but he's my Logan. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, he's not. He's not. not. Have you learned absolutely nothing? You know, it's I think that as human beings, we are programmed to make mistakes. But if we don't learn from those mistakes, then like that to me is what defines someone who just has no growth. Yeah. Or doesn't live up to their potential because she was raised to make better choices, which is why Lorelai is so disappointed in her when she sleeps with Dean or like. When she kind of finds out that, like, she and Logan still have a thing going on and she's like, what are you doing? Um, You know, and in other ways, you know, we could argue that Lorelai encouraged some of this entitlement and, you know, the upbringing that she had kind of led her down this path of of turning into the kind of person who is just like, well, I can kind of do whatever I want. There's no consequences. Yeah. Um, But I do think on the whole that, like, Lorelai did raise her to be – to make smarter choices than that. And that, I think, is where people – kind of dig into her as far as like you didn't live up to your potential but if the reason that people are like I don't like Rory because like she had so much potential to exceed in school and to become a journalist and she didn't do any of those things it's like well that's not fair you're allowed to change your mind that's kind of what we talked about in last week's episode where like lessons that we learned from Gilmore Girls is that like you can have your dreams come to fruition at 32 like there's no wrong time to start it's never too late so I think that as long as that you know, path is realized at some point along your journey, you're successful. But if you're going to equate her to being unsuccessful because of that, that's not necessarily, in my opinion, a good evaluation of a person. But if you're going to, you know, measure her against the choices that she's made and whether or not she's learned from them and does not repeat that behavior down the line, which obviously is the reason why I think a lot of people don't like her, then I understand. Yeah. It's almost like the revival made us dislike her more. Because it's like, we didn't really see at any point in the series that she wasn't entirely learning from her giant mistake in the like dead center of the center- series. But then when we get there and it's like, she's not doing anything that like we thought that she was going to do. Like in terms of her career, like you can look at that, but it's like, she's still having an affair. Like what? Girlie, what? That is really what it is. I think had she not been having that affair with Logan, had she not had a boyfriend whose name she couldn't remember. It's more about that. It's not about the career stuff. It's like we all hit a slump. I mean, a lot of us just went through COVID and this was pre-COVID times, but like, yeah, I'm about to turn 32 and there are a lot of ways in which I'm still standing in the middle of crossroads in my life where I'm like, 
what is next for me? That doesn't make me unsuccessful. That doesn't make me a failure. Um, It just means that like I'm maybe pivoting and changing directions or maybe I'm not. Who's to say? I'm still figuring that out, but that doesn't make me a failure. But if I was, you know, having an affair with somebody or cheating on my partner or didn't know my partner's name, that I think is is a little bit like, hmm. There is a moment where we would be like, huh. Hey, Tara. (laughs) Hi, Tara. Can we talk? And I think that Rory didn't have anyone because like Lorelai did call her out a little bit, but like she didn't. She still thought it was okay. That's also because she wasn't really telling anybody about it. Like she didn't tell her mom about it until like, I mean, we of course had to see that play out, right? Yeah. But like she after she cheated on her current boyfriend and her affair with the Wookiee. Yeah. (laughs) And then she told her about it. Yeah. After she was like like, triple cheating. (laughs) That's that's why no one's telling her it's wrong, is because she's not talking to anybody about it. Yeah. Well, the next roast falls in perfectly. Someone just said possessive. Her Dean, her Logan, her tree. Her tree. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the thing is that like, I don't know. I I think that that might also be, uh, not to put this blame on Lorelai, but like Lorelai had a really difficult time navigating that with Christopher specifically. Like at the end of the day, even when she and Christopher were not together, they were together. So is that a learned behavior from her watching her parents always kind of come back to each other? And despite the fact that they were in other relationships, still feel tethered to each other? That's, a, that's an evaluation that I don't think I'm necessarily qualified to give. <laughs> yeah. Let's give that to Rory's therapist for the two yeah. of them to talk about. Yeah, exactly. But I think it also is a little bit like, yeah, like maybe you learned that from your parents, but you can unlearn it. Yes, you can. You can, you can, you can unlearn that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. You maybe and have you, to make a little effort. And the but. thing is, is that I wonder if that was really Amy's intention, you know, Kind of taking it back to the question that we always ask ourselves when we're deeply analyzing the show. I wonder if that was Amy's intention to be like, wow, Rory's really lacking direction when it comes to her personal life and now her professional life. But it's really because she's supposed to be an example of like, yeah, sometimes, you know, you fall flat on your face and at 32, you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm not where I thought I was going to be. Yeah. Was it just supposed to be that? Or was it really supposed to be an example that like Rory emotionally hadn't grown? I don't know. I don't know if that was in the, the intention. Like Amy's an incredibly smart and crafty, like very specific writer. But I don't know if that was necessarily taken into consideration that like Rory wouldn't just be an example of like, it's okay t- for your dreams to not take shape until you're 32. Or if she was going to be an example and like scrutinized in the way that she is by the audience of someone who was raised to believe that like there are no consequences to their actions. I, like, would love to know because, like, sometimes I, like, we talk about this, that, like, Lorelai's the main character, and I feel that a lot of the ways in, like, the intention of the writing, because I feel like Lorelai sometimes comes, like, jumps off the screen. It's so clear, but not always Rory's, and I think a lot of it is because we don't get a lot of Rory's internal monologue. It's, like, kind of hidden from us, whereas Lorelai loves to share her feelings. She has her little Suki outlet. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think that If I could make an educated guess, I think that Amy just wanted to, like, create an imperfect version of Rory for her to juxtapose up against this, like, perfect image of Rory that had been presented to us for a long time. Um, I think that that's really what she wanted to do, but I don't think that her intention was similarly to Dean. Like, I don't (laughs) think that her intention was to create a character that people would look at and be like wow that person is so toxic especially because as we know amy is the kind of person who believes that people are inherently evil and have to have good beaten into them so she's already writing people from an imperfect standpoint which is why we love this show so much and why we love her character so much um but i don't know that she necessarily intended for that to be the case with rory yeah no i think that's so true and like i think it's just something that we would have to talk to her about like dreams cross your fingers i was gonna say (laughs) manifest that Yeah, let's manifest that. I have a few more that are just like, I feel like there's one in particular that just kills me, which is Rory would hate the Barbie movie. Oh, now see, (laughs) I have not seen the Barbie movie. Is that why you asked me yesterday if I had seen the Barbie movie? That is why. (laughs) I still haven't seen it. Yeah, well, they think it's available to stream now, I think. So I think I'm going to watch. Yeah, I saw something recently that was like available to stream now, but I brushed by it. So I'm going to have to take a look because I want to go. 
I want to see have to it. let us know. Yeah. <laughs> um, she couldn't recognize privilege if it introduced herself to her. Correct. Yep. No, that's so true. <laughs> she has an Olympic medal in running away from her problems. <laughs> she and Lorelai share that. Yeah. Her middle name should not be Lee. It should be Lorelai. I don't want to talk about it, Gilmore. <laughs> Lorelai doesn't talk about it in the car, Gilmore. (laughs) Yeah. Like, how many times does she go, I don't want to talk about it. I'm done talking about this. Like, that's that's so Rory Gilmore. Yeah. Um, And then this one is like, like, I will die on this hill. Why is she always wearing shoes on the couch? That's not a roast, but it's a true question to ask. She's always wearing her shoes on the bed. We meet her in the pilot. Immediately, she's in the bed. Is this the villain? Is this who we're supposed to hate? (laughs) I was going to say, that was them telling us without telling us. Yeah. The last one is very personal to me, which is Miss Girl is stupid for saying no to Logan. Honestly, I agree as a Team Jess stan. I agree. Like, I understand why she said no. Like, I I understand why she said no. She wasn't ready. She didn't feel ready. And and for that, please don't say yes. Like... You shouldn't say yes unless you're ready. Don't do that yeah. to yourself. But, I mean, I genuinely think that man would have loved her. Still does, as we see yeah. in the revival. But, like, he would have provided for her in a lot of ways. I think their relationship was really strong and solid. And, again, I say that as Team Jess. Um, yeah. But someone who we haven't really taken a dive into. I know. Because I've said before that I kind of think that she should have said no. Hmm. But it's because I have a lot of opinions on Logan Huntsberger, if you didn't notice. What? <laughs> you? Me. No. Because <laughs> we haven't really talked about him. We haven't, like, dived deep into him. And we have, it's like, any time we've asked people, like, or asked y'all on our Instagram story to, like, what should we talk about? And everyone's like, do the Logan, Logan episode. Logan. Do the hey, Logan like, it's episode. it's time to do the Logan episode. Because <laughs> he's really the one boyfriend of Rory's that we haven't taken a really deep dive into. We've talked about yeah. Jess. And we still have more to say about Jess because we've only really yeah. talked about his so much to say being romanticized (laughs) and also his relationship with luke but we have even more to kind of dive into but we have not even touched logan yeah we We like briefly did in like a gilmore to consider gilmore to consider yeah Yeah. but i know that you've been kind of holding on to this because you want to have your thoughts your feels kind of all yeah i've been prepping it for a while like together um before we really dive into the episode and the time has come my friend The time has come to talk about Logan Huntsberger. And we'll have more to say on that in the next episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.